Greetings Heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, how's it going? Not bad. Mm-hmm. You might notice a... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's been a crazy week. Tell me about it, man. It's, it's been busy, and you might notice that uh, there's a bit of an echo. You're not hearing the normal office lack of sounds. I'm traveling, and uh, the only time we were able to meet up was this Sunday evening, so if I sound like I'm echoing and I sound like my voice is a little different, I've been working my, my buttocks off uh, this weekend, and I'm, I'm away, so yeah. But we wanted to get a, a show out to you, even if it was going to be a, you know, uh, sort of a, a you know, uh, I don't know, what, you, what do you call it? What do you call it? A, a midweek, sort of a mid, you know, a, sort of a quiet point in the game? These, these weeks come up on occasion, right? Yeah, I mean, aside from the Grand Conquest, which we'll go over that briefly in a moment, mm-hmm. uh, and the new Tempest Trial, which is kind of a known thing, not much really happened this past week. And No. Yeah. yeah. Well, we will talk all about all of that stuff in the very near future. How about right now, starting off with banner updates. There were some new ones added over the course of the week, but returning for one last stab at it, the Hairs at the Fair banner ends tomorrow night? Tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight. And 3 a.m. tonight, or tomorrow morning. So, yeah, for all you folks that stay up right to the last minute, throwing your orbs at the wall, you can have one last-ditch effort at that. World of Tharchia banner is here. Thracia, sorry, Thracia. We, we said we were going to pronounce it that way. It is here until the 24th, so one more day of that fun business. Also, the Tempest Trials Plus banner, May 1st. That one is around for a little bit longer, well, a while, about 10 days. And finally, one just added called Heroes with Combat Boosts, and that features uh, Sonya, Arya, and there's one more. Who's Who's the third? Brave Lynn. Brave Lynn. Okay, I knew it was a lady. Uh, okay, well, you know, I don't know about you, but I got a wild hair, <laughs> and I kind of threw a bunch of orbs at the the hairs at the fair banner. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because I didn't touch Thracia, and I always intended to go back to the hair banner. Um, I ended up pulling two Alphonses and one Sharina. I was going for the Sharina uh, just because I wanted to have you know, another one from the hair set. And, and I do like Alphonse. You know, it's kind of neat to have, like, alternate versions of the characters that you get right at the beginning of the game. So I was able to add those to my collection, but uh, didn't really get anything else from the other banners. Uh, that was it was really... I think I dropped, like, maybe 60 orbs. Um, and I guess I figure it's not a big deal because I still have Tempest Trials to go through as well as I haven't purchased the... Uh, the orb promo. I'm kind of waiting to see what comes next before I drop that money. That gets helped. So what did what did you do? What did you, what graced your screens? Well, uh, when the tempest trial thing came up, even though I already knew Leaf was going to be part of it, I kind of got a bug myself to try and get Leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I would have all the bonus heroes if possible. Uh, did end up spending all my orbs that I had, but like you said, the Tempest Trials is starting now, so we will have a chance to get uh, about 42 orbs, I think we calculated out in the Discord. Yeah. Um, from it. So I got him. 
Um, yeah, going for the hairs of the fair banner. I mean, if you wanted Sharina, go for it. I mean, it is nice to have the additional versions of the Asker trio. Mm -hmm. uh, it would actually really be nice to get additional copies of the original versions of them, so you could plus them. But true, or have have other than neutral stats versions of them. Yeah, they haven't really. They haven't, I don't think they have an interest in that outside of the of the uh, additional character versions. But yeah, they, I they don't seem to, and that that's fine. You know. Yeah. Well, it, it it is interesting. So uh, I I don't know. I just for some reason I felt like I hadn't summoned in a while, and I just I felt the need to uh, to try to get those characters. And, and you know what? Honestly, I was super surprised that with the orbs I had, I got I got even two Alphonses and a Sharina. So I was kind of impressed by that. I don't know. My my luck is uh, turning around until until I don't know. Maybe the legendary banner pops through, and I I fail once again. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, we did mention we were going to have a quick, quick, uh, quick rendition uh, of thoughts for Grand Conquest, because you had reminded me that we basically don't have anything new to share outside of, you know, um, our opinion stands. The the mode is is there. It's it's okay, but it doesn't have us running back to it. You know, every every hour, every battle that comes up. So, you know, for me, yeah, I. Like Sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say that for me, I, I kind of just, I kind of poked around at it. I didn't even hit uh, tier 20. I figured, well, it's only a couple orbs, so I'm not too worried about it. And that's you, really unlikely for me, you know? So, um, what, yep. yeah. What did you think? Like I said before last week, I kind of felt as the first battle was going on that I wasn't having an, much of a, um effect on the whole area, you know? And that continued through it all. I did manage to get to tier 20. Um, and in the Discord, I think it was Whirlwind who suggested it, suggest, uh, mentioned he would essentially just do a eight stack of uh, the spears, a boost times eight, and go at the hard difficulty, level 35, instead of the uh, lunatic I had been mostly trying to do. Right. And he fairly easily got all the way up because you get a handful of um, the refill things as you go, uh, as you raise up in tiers. And when I started doing that, it felt a little more rewarding because I was actually able to complete the maps. And I would get the full amount of stats or points for that difficulty, you know, which was felt like more than I was getting on the... Uh, higher difficulty but not completing as much yeah. so that was my big thing is that the maps you know rival domains when it launched with only four maps it felt like you could chip away at it over the course of the week but but now that they've taken those rival domain you know gameplay and added it to this mode where they're asking you to play you know quite often i felt like it was way too long it was way too drawn out i was i was taking too much i was spending too much time on just completing one thing which was that battle and my tactics I guess were playing out because I was kind of boosting by a couple of uh, spears and then jumping out you know why I, I never even thought to just boost completely and then see where that took me um, yeah I, I was initially always boosting a couple of spears and doing two or three maps but uh, as work started getting crazier it just I didn't have time to get in and spend that much time to finish the map because you know they do take a bit of time 
to get through those 10 turns. Um, once I switched to playing on the level 35 difficulty instead of the level 40 difficulty and was pretty much slaughtering most of the opponents easily, it it started felt like it was going a little bit quicker, but, you know, still, you know, if you go those 7-8 turns, they take a bit of time, and for as long of a map, it's really did come out to be a lot simpler and easier to just go ahead and use your full boost. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see. They did say they were looking for feedback, so we'll have to see how they respond to that when they add another one. I mean, we don't have an idea of when the next one would be. I'm, I'm assuming monthly, like they have with a lot of the other editions. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it does seem like they're starting to do things a lot more monthly, so uh, maybe they'll take a bit longer for the second one to show up as they uh, take into the effect the... Uh, feedback like they said they would or maybe they'll just go ahead and do another month where it's just the same thing who knows right. yeah well we will see in the near future and hopefully they um, they take a lot of the feedback seriously and, and take a closer look at it I, I think it's an interesting idea I think they just need to find a way to tighten it up and make it a little quicker uh, it's not it's it's too involved you know um, in comparison to everything else that's available in the game. Even the level of involvement for it, it's, it's a nice idea. It's a nice um, different type of gameplay. It's more that it's so involved for what feels like so little progress. You know, um, I mean, I'm the last one. My, my squad ended up struggling to hold seven areas two rounds before the end and managed to turn it around, but most of the time... Like, I was playing in that one, two, or three rounds before the end, and boosting, and it just felt like I was not making any progress. Right. You know, even in the one I was fighting, it's like, oh, this one's definitely lost, and there's nothing I can do to change it. Mm -hmm. There's no way I have enough time to get enough rounds, assuming no, the other team doesn't play any, to have a chance of matching them. Well, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It, I was kind of really looking forward to this, and I was hoping maybe the complete mode would, would live up to my expectations, and it, it, uh, it fell a little flat. Um, and I, I wish I had more time to put into this game, but really the, the smaller additions, even Tempest Trials, which we're going to talk about next, even it is a bit of a, a commitment, you know, with the, with the, the chained battles and, and the higher difficulties having more battles. So... Tempest Trials, I guess, was was a good sort of cap at which, you know, you have to play the game for this amount of time in order to gain points. And when you look at Tempest Trials and, and sort of the plus moniker that they've added, um, which is weird, I really think they just could have kept calling it Tempest Trials because the plus kind of, I, I don't know, it doesn't really work here, I think. It's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know why they felt the need to change the name to Tempest Trials Plus, because for, for me, for me, the they would have, I guess their feeling is that because you get the um, maximum number of, uh, I max, you get all the rewards at 50,000 instead of 100,000, that's a boost. But for me, if they're going to, say plus and shorten the time they should add more rewards in 
or give yeah. higher rewards, which which I don't feel they necessarily need in Tempest Trials. It's just, it's like, yeah, it's the same thing as a mini. So if you want to call it a mini plus, then that would make sense. But, you know. I, think, I, I really think they should have just kept calling it Tempest Trials and, and said, like, yeah, hey, I, we... Yeah, I would have been perfectly fine without them changing the name as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that being said, uh, the changes that they did add with the, you know, bonus to the, the first two rounds with... Uh, and the uh, the forty percent heroes, like those are all quality of life changes in my opinion. I didn't really notice them because they're just yeah. sort of there. But main main thing I noticed and heard a lot of people were complaining about is the fact that the try this moniker oh. thing they added in yeah. is either severely doubts your skill or is just broken. Cause I had a team of full level forty characters and a, cavalry, a full cavalry team at that with two of the bonus characters and it tells me to try the level 30 difficulty map or yeah. map list. I noticed like, it did that as well. So yeah, I went in and shut that off. Uh, the biggest complaint I have with it is that the lower difficulties have only allow one map or one team, I mean. Oh, really? Uh, the 8 and 14 difficulty only allow one team and while I don't think I'll really need a second team, I just kind of like the backup because I don't like sending characters in and essentially wasting the stamina to have a loss because, you know, let's say I send a team of level ones in and they can't quite manage it. Well, not even, not even stamina sync, it's time, you know? If I'm going in there and I'm spending a bunch of time, like I, the thing that pops into my mind, I didn't realize that they had kicked down the lower difficulties of one team. Like if I'm doing auto battle, and maybe this is why they did it, if you're doing a bunch of auto battle, y- you now run the risk of, of going through all four battles and on the last guy, like you're team wiping. And, it, and that's a big deal, you know, because for me, that's how I complete these modes and get to the 99K, you know, in previous modes was through the auto battle. So this change kind of feels no, like an attack on is- that. Uh, mode. It is, yep. It is only three battles for the lowest ones, and in the past, even with auto battle, I never had any trouble with my characters uh, getting through it in the first team. But it was nice to have that extra team, extra spot for your power team to go and do. You know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's just maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've touched it. I haven't really done a lot. I've just been sort of clearing my quests as I go until until I get home and I'm less busy. But um, I've I've been uh, yeah. I enjoy the forty percent all heroes across the board change. And as we uh, sort of were talking about, it's all eight characters that are that are forty percent. So they didn't kick it down. So that's good. And yeah. Quick quick side question about it. What do you think about the fact that there's Two of a character, two of two characters, in the forty in the hero bonus ally list. So there's two Reinhardts and two Olwens, right? Yep. Yeah. Both versions of Reinhardt and both versions of Olwen. Certainly confusing, because <laughs> uh, they look the same. No offense to cavalry uh, characters out there, but they look kind of the same. Well, the new ones have a white horse. The old ones have a brown or gray, brown or brown oh. or dark colored horse. Okay. Well, Other than that, yes, they look exactly the same. I, I guess yeah, that's true. Uh, personally, I think it's great that the that they were able to reuse Reinhardt and Olwen. 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it laziness. I would call it kind of like short-sightedness. There, there had to be some other characters that they could have pulled from. I, I, I don't know. It's really a case of the fact that this is the first time they've done Thracia characters other than Reinhardt and Olwyn last year. I mean, they deviated a little bit in that they brought in Seleth from Genealogy of the Holy War because this takes place in between the two versions of the, uh, as I discussed when we did Era, um, this game, Thracia, takes place uh, like a year before the second half of Genealogy of the Holy War when you're playing the children characters, which is where Seleth would be. But my understanding is that maybe he makes a cameo, but I didn't think he appeared at all in the game. And he's one of the bonus characters, right? Yeah, he's the bonus character. I was expecting that to be Sias, the Mm. Grand uh, grand Hero Battle character. Is he not? Oh, he's not? Nope. It's got the four ones from the banner, the two Olwen and Reinhardt old ones, Finn, the uh, guaranteed hero uh, that you'll eventually get, and Seleph. So Sias does not give you the bonus. Hmm. Ally bonus. Weird. Well, uh, always looking to throw us off. I well, we'll continue to enjoy Tempest Trials. I'm just going to call it yep. Tempest Trials, people. Uh, and and we'll I don't know if we'll report back next week. It kind of seems like there's not enough change there that anything will change in the next week. We'll hopefully have uh, more to talk about. If something weird happens in it for us, maybe I'll mention that. But, maybe at you know. the end we all <laughs> jump into a pile of goo, and Riss is in there. That's it, just Riss. So. Whirlwind will be happy, right? Is it Whirlwind in the in the Discord? Opera was the one who was the biggest into Riss, I think. Uh, the Whirlwind might have been into it as well. The, the Whirlwind. That's your new nickname, The Whirlwind. Uh, cool. Well, that's going to do it for game stories. Let's move into continuing events. We've got Rival Domains Week 7. Oh, my gosh. It's only been, almost been two months. Uh, that is ending on April 28th. The April Orb promo, which Ryan needs to purchase ASAP, is over on April 26th. The Grand Hero Battle Sias is over on April 25th. I don't know why I keep saying April. Probably because this next one ends in May. Movement type quests end May 3rd. Tempest Trials plus, 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 Thunder's Fist. <laughs> I, didn't re- <laughs> I didn't realize it was called <laughs> Thunder's Fist. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm a little giddy. Uh, ends on May 1st. That really threw me for a loop. Thunder's Fist. Well, that's the subtitle for the original Reinhardt. So. Ooh. Is the original Reinhardt. Is the yeah, Thunders the Reinhardt from last year is Reinhardt Thunder's Fist. Cool. That's not at all uh, uh, any sort of sexual innuendo. Anyways, moving on. The arena bonus heroes are the Thracia Seven Seven Six heroes: Sias, Legion, Priscilla, Robin, the High Deliverer, and Ephraim, as well as Alphonse, being your free trio. If you think um last year's or the old Reinhardt has innuendo, the new Reinhardt is Thunder's sword. So wow, they dove right a, back in. He's quite the combo: the thunder, <laughs> thunder fist, and the thunder sword. He must have a complex. Anyways, uh, if you're heading back into rival domains, the bonus is kills with cavalry heroes this week. So get your uh, get your thunder fist on and your thunder sword. Uh, without further ado, we're going to stop this trickery, and I'm going to hand it off to Eddie because our topic this week is going to be a continuation of our skills conversation. So two weeks ago we talked about active skills, now we're back, 
and we're doing it, and we're talking about passive skills. So, Eddie, kick us off, and I will try to keep up. Okay. Uh, every character has three passive skills. Um, this does not include the seals that uh, they're adding more and more of. Um, passive skills are always active and usually have three levels of differing strength. Um, generally, you want to have the third version, um, but it's not always labeled as skill number three. Um, when a skill uh, uh, that boosts a stat or debuffs a stat actually affects multiple stats, um, usually they will have um, the first level being the ba one of the two base uh, stats, and then the next level being um, the new stat level one and the second one level two. Uh, for example, uh, resistance one is an is a type of skill, um, or resistance plus one, uh, whereas um, is a first level skill. Uh, then the HP slash resistance skill is a second level HP resistance one, and then that becomes HP resistance two mm -hmm. instead of being one, two, three. Uh, for example, um, like Resploy becomes Resploy two, then becomes Resploy three because it only affects the one skill or stat. Right. Interesting. So, my quick question that pops into my head is you, you had mentioned seals. Do new seals that pop up, are they usually based on these passive skills? Uh, yes. Um, I'd, I'd have to double check, but I think every seal that we have is a, is, is a passive skill that is already in the game. So the seal slot actually allows you to have a fourth skill of any uh, category. Um, there are uh, The seals also with the forge have the ability to upgrade to level three but they usually start at level one. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the seals don't have multiple levels, whereas the skill they're based on does. Uh, we'll cover that when we get into the seal discussion mm. at some point in the Sacred Seal Forge and all that. Fun times. Um, now the uh, skills are split into three uh, basic categories, A, B, and C, as they are listed on the character. The A skills tend to be buffs to the character overall, uh, simplest being a stat plus three. Uh, but th if they have conditions like when, when the unit attacks or when the unit, uh, the foe initiates attack, uh, they can give up to a plus six. Um, there are A skills that allow you to boost your special cooldown skills when certain conditions are met. Um, often they'll compare a stats. Uh, there's one that compares your speed with your opponent's speed and if you're a certain amount higher it'll give you a it'll cool it'll speed up your special cooldown um some of the bigger skills in the category are the shield skills and the counter skills hmm. uh the shield skills neutralize effective against bonuses uh there's one for each of the movement types armored cavalry and flyer uh so an uh you know the iote shield iote Apostrophe S's shield will make it so flyers don't have to worry about archers. That's uh, a huge deal. There's, yep, there's one so armor units don't have to worry about armor killers, and uh, one for so horses don't have to worry about cavalry killers. Is that a um, skill that often people will look to add to their to their to their characters? Do you find that uh, that it's a common one to try to find? 
I think the most common one to hunt down is the uh, one for the flyers. Because mm-hmm. um, like, bows are so uh, prevalent, right? Yeah, bows are so easy to get a hold of. And also, like um, another A skill that was recently added with uh, Legendary Robin is Dragon Skin. It neutralizes the effect of against flying and also gives her a defense res boost. Wow. Um, she's a legendary hero, so she gets that super powerful skill. And I think it's only only equipable by her. Hmm. Um, let's see. Yep, can only be equipped by the original unit. Um, so you can't inherit it. Uh, but that's a pretty powerful one. Um, the most sought-after A skills tend to be the... And I could be wrong here, but in my experience, most sought-after are the counter skills, close counter and distant counter. They allow the unit to attack at all ranges, essentially. So a close counter allows a mage or a bow unit to retaliate when some when a melee unit attacks them, and distant counter allows melee units to attack when mages and bow units attack them. Kind of, kind of the reason Hector was kind of a big deal when he launched last yeah, year. That's why Hector and Takumi are two of the bigger um, sought-after characters. Uh, because um, both those skills are only on two characters apiece, and one of those two characters for each of them is a seasonal. Uh, Hector Hector and Hector are the only two that have distant counter, uh, one of those being the Valentine's Hector, and Takumi and Winter Tharja are the only two with close counter. Yeah, both very rare. I I don't have either. Rare skills, and most characters that have this ability get it through their weapon. But this is one where anyone with any weapon can have that ability. Neat. Yep. Uh, The second category are the B skills. Uh, These are the most active of the passive skills in that um, they tend to be uh, more ones that give you special abilities or alter... Um, how often or how or if the opponent can even counterattack uh, or when you do your counterattack for example the vantage skill uh, allows you uh, once you fall below a certain health threshold you will counterattack before they attack they hit you which might allow your character to kill them when it they normally wouldn't um, there are sorry there are some skills that will um, reduce opponent's stats after combat or cause damage to opponents after combat. Um, what I, in my, I'll learn how to talk one of these days. In my experience, uh, some of the bigger skills in this category are the um, healer skills. Uh, there's the live to serve one that allows the cleric to heal themselves when they heal someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are the uh, two staff skills, Dazzling and Wrathful Staff. Dazzling prevents uh, counterattacks after combat. Uh, so unless you have a, something to prevent them doing the counterattack right then, uh, they might still hit the healer. Um, and Wrathful Staff um, allows the staff damage to be calculated like normal damage. Now I'll admit, I don't know how a staff damage is normally calculated, but it usually does a lot less damage than a normal mage or weapon. So if a 
healer doesn't have wrathful staff, they're gonna tickle you instead of hitting you. No one likes a tickler. Uh, well, some people might, but you know, uh, it's not very useful in the middle of combat. No. Um, and healers also have the thing in that um, they their refinement is exclusively giving them either wrathful or dazzling built in. Uh, but they are still rare to be able to get both of them on a character. Because uh, the only way to get Dazzling is through Bridal Lynn at this point, and Wrathful is on um, Jenny. She's Jenny? a she's Jenny, yeah, uh, from Echoes. She's uh, a normal pool character, but still, it's only the one I, I don't that have I know her, so. of. Yep. Um, and like I said earlier, with like Vantage, most of them um, are determined whether they'll activate based on hit health percentages. You have to be either over or under a certain hit point percentage before they'll activate. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing this category has is the uh, list of uh, dance, quote-unquote dance skills. Uh, they're the ones that would give a stat boost when uh, character with dancer sing would use it on someone uh, essentially um, when Inigo or maybe not Inigo but um, no I think it was Inigo that, that was when he was labeled Inigo not Laszlo um, was added to the game with the performing arts banner they all had a dance skill that would boost some stat or another when they used dance on someone yeah Axazura is, uh, is, a, good, is a good one for that she is, but hers is based on her weapon, not on the actual skill. Oh. Not a, she doesn't have a dance skill. She has the weapon. Oh. Her okay. weapon is what does that. Oh, okay. Hmm. So so much I pay attention to my to my lovely, lovely characters. Okay, that's really good. So um well, just one more, right? The C skills? Yep. The C skills generally tend to affect uh other characters. Mm-hmm. Uh like the ace that like the A skills they tend uh, more often than not tend to be um, buffs or debuffs, but they tend to affect other characters. Uh, essentially, they'll boost your allies. Um, they're usually stronger if the ally is adjacent. If the skill requires the ally to be adjacent, they will have a higher stat boost. Uh, but some of the ones that allow them to be at least one, uh, one space away um, can be as strong as the ally or the adjacent ones if they meet certain conditions, such as uh, the tactic skills, which um, you cannot have more than two of that movement type on your team for them to get the boost. So if you have an all-horse team, uh, well, one, you'd generally be using the horse, uh, the goat or fortify, uh, fortify, goat or fortify cavalry skill, but two, that tactic skill would not work. Okay, goat. Um, not, not goat, goat, G-O-A-D. It's a uh, line of skills. Uh, essentially, it, within the character boost ones, there are movement type uh, skills mm-hmm. that only affect those of that movement type. Also, there's the dragons one as well. Uh, so there's, there's cavalry, armor, flyer, and dragons. Hmm. And they all have, like, um, I think it's Goad and Fortify and 
hone and stuff like that that all give high boosts to one movement type. Um, there are also some skills that will weaken enemy stats. Uh, stronger debuffs uh, will require like a stat comparison or only activate after combat. Um, the ploy skills are the one are one of the ones that require stat comparisons. If the stat is stronger than the uh, enemy stats, um, they all the nice thing about the ploys is they'll work across the map as long as they're um, directly above. Mm -hmm. um, the smoke skills uh, also uh, are the ones that activate within two. Uh, two spaces from the enemy after combat. So, like, they're the things that are built... Smoke skills are what is built into most daggers. Uh, but this allows someone who's not a dagger. Um, the other big thing about this category are the movement-based skills, uh, the big one being Armored March, which allows armored units, when they stand together, to be able to move two spaces instead of just one. Which has been awesome in rival domains with my Armored Lynn. Yes, and the last uh, big kind of skill in this category are the experience and the valor skills, which boost XP and SP gain um, as long as they match the appropriate skill. Uh, so like there's sword experience and sword valor, so any sword users on a team with someone using that skill mm -hmm. will get a boosted XP or SP depending on whether it's the Valor or the Experience skill. Have you ever used any of those? I find the boosts, uh, those type of boosts, I don't pay attention to. I generally don't. If I ever get around to trying to build up at Val uh, SP so I can um, really uh, unlock a bunch of skills on someone, I might go ahead and find someone who has the Valor skill of that the appropriate type, if mm -hmm. I have them. Uh, the Experience... With the Tempest Trials auto battle, I really don't find a strong need for it. I might use it while I'm leveling the character, but shortly after I will hunt down a new C skill to replace it with. So kind of just uh, for those power users that really want to pull, pull some uh, additional SP and XP in, okay. Well, that's good to uh, know. Yeah, like if you like got a new character and you want to get them up to level 40 really quick and get their SP up really quick so you can give them a bunch of skills and have them learn them, that's what those would generally be used for. Okay. Well, um, that's skills, everyone. ABC, one, two, three, passive skills are here to be, I don't know, good stuff. <laughs> I am so tired. Uh, okay, good. Never good. would have guessed. No, no, no. That was really good. Thank you so much for, for breaking those down. And, and honestly, I feel like there's when you start to break these things down, you start to realize just how how uh, complex this game is. So uh, really cool to see. Let's move forward into the upcoming events where these are events starting by April 27th. You've got a new Heroes banner starting tonight. Or no, starting tomorrow, April 24th. Two Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. We should know what those are, so we're probably not going to dive too deep into it. We'll talk about it next week. Bound Hero Battle Revival, Hinoka and Takumi coming back at you. Illusory, illu illusory Dungeon 
Formidable Foes starts on April 26th. And the Golden Week celebration starts on April 27th. We still don't know what that is, do we? Nope. All it so far has been listed as is the Golden Week celebration. Hmm. Um, quick note, um, I we do have Wind Blessing quests that are starting on uh, next Saturday, but uh, due to craziness in life going on, we will be actually recording a day early. So it'll be a short time between the two episodes this week. True. Because uh, we're recording Friday instead of Saturday this week. But we so. will have a new banner to talk about, so that'll be fun. We'll yep. look forward to that, as well as Illusory Dungeon. Look forward yep. to that. Speaking of that new banner, um, we really have no hint of what they are. The trail uh, video uh, or teaser for the banner should actually be coming out around 10 p.m. tonight if it follows normal procedure. Um, I have no guess. My only thought is maybe now that we've gotten our first colorless dragon, um, it might be a Fates banner where they give us uh, either Kana or, or Kana or Corrin as another colorless dragon. Hmm. So, okay. um, uh, main reason I thought it might be Kana is, is because, you know, they did the one with the double Morgan, so maybe they'll do a double Kana with one of them being a uh, colorless dragon. Yeah, that would uh, be good. But the other question I had about the banner is, do you think they might actually give us our first colored bow, or do you think they're going to hold off on that until the legendary uh, banner? That's a good question. I honestly think that it's too soon for them to jump right in. I feel like if they were going to... So, for example, here, here's what I'm thinking. If they were going to have lay the groundwork for these colored bows, don't you think they would have waited to lay the groundwork if they were just going to add a hero two weeks later? Like, I kind of feel like you would have just slipped it all in on one go as opposed to... Well, I don't know. Maybe that works the opposite way, too. Where they they laid the groundwork and then three weeks later they add the hero, I don't know. Well, yeah, and like last month they laid the groundwork or they hinted at the colorless dragon and it turned out to be the legendary hero. I mean, do you think the first colored bow might be the new legendary hero, a green colored wind bow? Yeah, they do tend to experiment and and offer these 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 newness things to the legendary banner, so maybe that's what we get. Um, I mean, we won't have we won't have long to wait. I mean, hell, April's almost done, so uh, yeah, we'll find out soon enough. And and maybe maybe you're, maybe it will be tonight's banner that gets revealed and has the first colored bow. Who really knows? The the other question about the colored bows I quickly had uh, was wondering your opinion is: Do you think they'll change any current uh, characters to give them colored bows? Huh. I don't know. I mean, That's I never thought about that. I mean, it would be kind of cool, but I doubt it because it would kind of mess with where they are. And also, you know, um, the only way I could see them changing a character would be through a new new weapon added to them or a refinement. And even that I found find kind of doubtful because of the way they've set up colors and difficulties. Mm -hmm. so. I, I, th I think they'll keep it for, for new heroes. I mean, they might um, look to re-release heroes with the color bow, but I don't think they'll go too crazy. So maybe, um, maybe we get another bow like similar to what they did with uh, Takumi and Fel Takumi, where it was two different archers. Maybe they give us a a new version uh, about that stuff. So, uh, yeah. 
Um, but speaking of people who are afraid of bows, Camilla is our summoner's focus. Camilla, bewitching beauty. And we'll start with a very tired Ryan reading this lore because I feel like that is what's going to make or break this, this lovely segment. So uh, Camilla is a major playable character from Fire Emblem Fates on the Conquest and Revelation routes. The second eldest of the Norian royal siblings, Camilla commands the loyalty of Selena. Selena? Salona? There's no one there. Uh, Selena, Severa, whichever you want to call her. Severa? She's Where'd you get the R? Well, actually, Selena is one of the three characters from Awakening that appear in Fates. Oh. She was the daughter of Cordelia in Awakening. Uh, she appears in here as Selena instead of Severa, which was her name in Awakening. Uh, Just like Od- Odin appears, uh, or Owain appears as Odin, and Inigo appears as Laszlo. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, alongside Selena, we have Baruka as her personal retainers. Gifted with the battle skills honed on her own, Camilla fights for Nor on the back of her beloved Wyvern Mount. Now here comes the creepy bit. You thought I wasn't going to mention this, but I'll mention it. In a bid to fill the void left in the wake of the lack of maternal love in her life, she became obsessively attached to Corrin, the Avatar, acting the part of the overprotective maternal figure to them. To a creepy point where she's treating her siblings like they're maybe her kids or uh, boyfriends and girlfriends. It's a, it doesn't quite get there, but you, you feel it crossing coming up to that line. I don't know if you played the Conquest route, but it was or the birthright route, for that matter. You could even feel it on that route. So, um, I've, yeah. I've played the birthright route, not the conquest one yet. I've, mm-hmm. Not far into the conquest one, I should say. Yeah, neither mind. Most it. of the birthright, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the lore of Camilla. So if you have a Camilla, uh, do you have a Camilla? Uh, yeah, she was an early five-star for me. I don't remember if she was first or second or what um she was also one of like lynn one of the ones from the first two banners that started with the game when the game launched actually lynn wasn't the first two banners was she i think she was she was first two banners yeah okay i didn't remember i i remember all the um ones from the first two banners had a had a video and camilla does have a video i don't remember if lynn had a video um huh now that i think about it maybe she doesn't uh, but because of her, uh, you know, being a flyer and having the extra vulnerability to archers, I think I kind of shifted her out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might have used her a decent amount, but especially once I got a Hector, I never really looked back. You and I have very parallel stories here because she was one of the first, she was my first five star, and I ran with her for quite a while until I got a Hector and realized that uh, as, a, as a flyer unit and, and quite the quite the and a brave axe for that matter she could tear through foes early on but most people had depending on what modes you were playing they had a takumi or some sort of archer that would just tear her apart so i once i did get hector now i got hector later on in the season so probably like mid last year so i was running with camilla for a while but hector did replace her uh, but she's still a, a very formidable foe. You know, her preferred IV features an, uh, you know, a, a preferred IV of attack or speed. I think her super, what's her super boon here? I forgot to look it up here. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see here. It looks, it looks uh, like, it looks like it's kind of across the board. Health. Super health, boon? She has a super boon. 
or yeah, super boon. Thirty-seven no. to forty-one. That's a four-point boost on health. Oh, is that what a super boon means? Yep, a super boon is a four instead of a three-point boost. Um, not everyone has a super boon, uh, but she does have a super boon in health. I th- okay. I thought a super boon was like it's the best boon to get. So you're saying so you're saying it's a super boon is HP, but HP is one of her banes, right? Like it's one you're not looking to really it's focus on. It's one of her preferred banes. You aren't that worried about her health um, because if she's getting attacked by an archer, she's dead whether she has 34 or 41 health. Uh, mm-hmm. But, or most likely dead unless you have the Iote shield and all. Mm-hmm. But, um, but not, you not, know. not to be surprised that speed and attack would be her preferred boons. And uh, it yep. looks like you can go either or on that one. It doesn't look like they, like they really, really tackle into a specific one there. So um, I would imagine she'd be pretty formidable in a flyer team. Am I wrong? Um, yeah, a lot of flyers are always going to be boosted by being in a flyer team, just like cavalry will be in a horse emblem team boosted because of the uh, special boosts or buffs that you can get from them. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, the goad and the um, ward flyers and all that stuff, those are very useful for flyer teams. So, the, hmm. all, most flyers, like others, are boosted heavily, can be boosted heavily being in a team with all of the same type. Right. Okay. Interesting. Well, I mean, if you look at her optimal build, which is uh, according to Fire Press or uh, Game Press, Fire Emblem Game Press, uh, anti magic, a resistance tank, is her sort of optimal build, and it features some interesting stuff here. Uh, some of which is very well, like, you know, um, now the slaying axe. You're replacing her brave axe with a slaying axe plus with a refinement on plus speed. Now Camilla hasn't gotten a a, a refinement, has she? Um, I don't know if the Brave Axe does have a refi- refinement or not. Hmm. Well, I you... actually haven't looked. I would think it would. It probably does, but I don't know for sure. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, you can pick one of those up from a Hawkeye if you got a spare or a Baruka. So you know, not too, not too crazy. I've got a bunch of these, except for Amelia. Uh, why is Amelia kind of jumping out of someone I don't recognize? Um, she must be newer. She looks newer. Okay, sorry, I missed that. What? Oh, did like, I slaying axe? Is what you were asking? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I'm looking at who has slaying axe, and I'm seeing um, Hector or Baruka are good options. They're usually pretty common, right? Yeah, Amelia is a was the first uh, armor person with the armor march skill. Wow. So she's not often thought of for her weapon, but. Wow. Well, well. She, uh, yeah, she looks like a little, little, little spitball. That one, um, you know, your, your, your green skill, your, what is that called? <laughs> I just left my mind. Support uh, skill. Assist, yeah, support skill, assist skill. Okay. Uh, however you want to call it. Um, so they've thrown down a reposition here. Honestly, I think it's kind of a grab bag here with with characters like Camilla and other axe users. You're probably looking at a reposition or a swap. Uh, like my Hector has a swap. Um, it's really yeah, just generally. To help with, uh... I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say I feel like it's really just to help 
to get them out of position or get other characters out of position, depending on what you're looking to do. Well, and the advantage of having it on a flyer is, like, you can move up and reposition someone across a mountain range. Mm. You know? Making it a lot harder for the opponents to get at get to them. That is a very good point. I never even thought so, about that. Uh, you know. Special skill is an iceberg. How do you feel about iceberg? It's a good lettuce. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a terrible lettuce. <laughs> Remain all the way. Oh, you like your E. coli with your food. Well, I don't know what you're washing your lettuce with. What is this? Is this Smack Talk Corner about lettuce? We really dived off the deep end with this one. We really do like our Hector because we have no interest in talking about Camilla. Um, I, Iceberg is uh, boosting damage by 50% of the unit's resistance. And, and with Camilla's like 31 resistance-ish, like if you're around 30, that's a boosting by 15. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is where you start to get into the, the whale side of things, because we just talked about this one, Eddie. Uh, A skill, distant counter. Are you going to feed your Hector to uh, to Camilla anytime soon? Camilla, no. Probably not. Yeah, well, yeah. then in that case, uh, distant counter, enable, as we talked about, enables the unit to counterattack regardless of distance to the attacker. But the uh, budget is a Fury 3, which is something that I've given my Camilla. I know that much. Which grants attack, speed, defense, resistance, plus 3. And unit takes 6 damage after combat. What? So your unit takes damage? Yes, that's why um, Fury... It lets you hit harder because it boosts all your stat boosts all your stats, but it always lowers your damage. So that's why I'm always hesitant to use it. But it is considered pretty decent in most builds for characters. You know. Well, it says your unit takes six damage after combat. So that's yes, your character takes the six damage. Right. Okay. Well, probably what you're going to want to do is go with the budget, but um, Quick Repost 3 is your B skill that's been sort of thrown out there, and the unit automatically makes a follow-up attack if attacked at HP greater than 70%. you got a lot of options here, but they're all five-star options for uh, the character you're going to have to inherit from. And it says something about this build, because the budget version is Quick Repost 2, which a bunch of characters will have at four stars, but... others will only have it five so clearly they want you to use quick repost well the only difference between the two and the three is that you're going to be able to use a sabuki or a klein at four star but honestly if you have twenty thousand uh feathers lying around you want to just boost your your sabuki sabaki and klein well that's not that's not too much to i think i did that for my hector unless he has quick repost by default which he doesn't, because he'd be listed here if he did. So I did it. I think I took a Sabuki and threw him up to uh, a five-star and then fed him to my Hector. It was delicious. So Okay. <laughs> Chicken, right? Because um, he's a, get it, he's a he's a, a Pegasus flyer. No, he's not. Yes. Is he? He, is. he is. He's one of the he's few male ones, one. right? Yep. Well, in the earlier games... Uh, uh, Pegasus riders were only female. If you remember in Awakening, I think it was, or maybe it was um, in Shadow Dragon, they talk about how most Pegasuses will not uh, let a male ride them. They don't like men. Mm-hmm. So, 
Well, I remember in Fire Emblem Warriors, it was uh, Rowan or Rowan or something. He was looking to be, he wanted to fly a Pegasus rider. And anyways, um, we're getting off topic yeah, here. Yeah, which is why it might be Awakening that they said that they generally can't or something. But mm -hmm. right. Well, the uh, third skill, your skill C, is going to be Def Ploy Three. So at the start of your turn, all foes in cardinal directions with resistance one or more lower than the unit suffer defense minus five until the end of the foe's next turn. And this is pretty pretty crazy because you're either going to have to inherit it from a five-star Summer Gaius. Gaius? Gaius sounds better. Um, or a four-star Arvis, which is a uh, Grand Hero Battle character. So, And they don't offer a budget for that. This is a pretty... Pretty ballsy build, I gotta say. Now, if you drop down the explanation, they do offer the suggestion of doing either speed ploy or buff of choice. Oh, okay. um, but speed ploy is one that's probably going to be just as rare, hard to get as defense ploy. Right. Is it something on some characters that you might not come across often? Probably. I'd have to hunt it down, find a way to hunt it down easier in here, but it's not. It, it doesn't have a link in the scroll down area so well um when you look at the seal it's giving an option for distant defense three and i find with the seals minus the upgrades i usually have the seal that they recommend in the builds do you find that as well oh uh, yeah most of the seals really came from come from the um uh, tempest trials and since most of the time we get if not fully maxed out at least past the forty thousand point uh barrier we get all the seals um and the other thing is is that usually a couple a month or two after they uh appear in the tempest trial you can actually craft them from base inside the forge so right oh right it's generally not too hard to get all the seals in my experience well there you have it if you have a camilla and you're looking to pull her out of retirement like eddie and i maybe this is something we look at eddie we look to you know, brush her off and bring her back in for active service. So look forward to that in the near future. But actually coming in the near future, Eddie, who are we going to talk about next week on Summoner's Focus? Next week we'll be talking about Navarre, the Scarlet Sword, from uh, Fire Emblem, as the heroes labels it, Mystery of the Dragon, or Mystery of the Emblem, uh, as most people will consider it. It's actually from uh, Shadow Dragon, um, think he might have also been in the original uh, Fire Emblem game, Dark Dragon and the Sword of Light. Uh, but it's from the Marth game, Navarre Scarlet Sword. Yeah. Also better known as the Lin clone in Fire Emblem Warriors. That's how I know him. Well, <laughs> look forward to that. And, and, and with that, that's going to be an episode. You know, a hotel lack of sleep driven episode. So I apologize for the quality of this one, folks, if it seems a little off. Uh, next week will be better. I will have slept. I will also be home. And I will also have slept. So that'll be good. Uh, look forward to that. Eddie, thank you so much for recording on, on this weird time and, and, uh, and being here and, and, and pulling me through as I slowly... What were we talking about? Oh, right. I was going to throw it over to you. Any final words, buddy? <laughs> Oh, yes, my final words this week. Weary friend, you may always rest your head in my lap. It's true. It's very true. That's something that is 
highly advertised on this show. Uh, good for that. Good for all of that. Visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at Art Murphy. You can talk to Eddie about his um, weary, if you're weary, over at Dralfear. And don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.